Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Kicking off hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN, Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube which means you can catch us wherever in the world you're at. Just like our friend uh, is from Northwest Arkansas checking in on the YouTube chat. We appreciate everybody that's listening or watching in, regardless of where you're located. And we appreciate our friends over at the War Horse Sportsbook and Casino. We are right smack dab in the middle of the time for you to make your picks in the $100,000 pick challenge, prop card uh, challenge for the big game on Sunday, part of the Warhorse Festival of Games. You should have already been qualified with your entries to get into the prop card challenge and into the $20,000 grand prize drawing. All you need to do now is make those prop card picks and validate your entries. Go to the casino in Lincoln. Swipe that member's card. You have to be a World Horse Rewards member. Swipe that membership card and hit that validate button, and you will be entered in. If you win 25 for 25 on that prop card challenge, you'll have your chance at $100,000. That is the War Horse Festival of Games from our friends at War Horse Sports and Casino. This contest for the War Horse Casino in Lincoln only. The Omaha location not participating but just make that short drive down to Lincoln if you're not already there and get those entries validated. Uh, Andrew and I, I believe Friday, are going to go through our prop cards. That we are. And you know what's funny? And it also kind of stinks. And I'll, I'll just be totally transparent. Ravi and I will not be eligible. Yes. Unless Ravi goes to the casino for us. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. And, you know, as uh, 
friends of Warhorse, there might be a little bit of a you know conflict right. there too. Well, and on so. top of that, though, I have been building our entries up on the Festival of Games page because <laughs> you can also. I found out you can get bonus entries if you play the games that are on the page. Oh, so fun. you talk about like you know fifty dollars uh, sports bets will get you an extra bonus entry. Well, if you actually play the the little uh, arcade games that they have on the Festival of Games page, mm-hmm. you can get or or you know be eligible to receive an extra entry so i have like 11 entries built up for us <laughs> honestly i'm surprised that number is not more with all your sports betting but that's that's okay <laughs> um yeah go to warhorsecasino.com if you've got any questions about how to validate your entries how to make the prop card picks anything like that warhorsecasino.com has you covered uh, but we will get to our prop picks on friday but Right now, I do want to talk about the big game on Sunday because there is a lot of big storylines for the Super Bowl as well. Um, besides, obviously, a championship on the line. You know, we talked, I asked this question of uh, Rohan yesterday, our Niners Nation guy, that I asked him kind of who this meant more to legacy wise in terms of Kyle Shanahan or Brock Purdy. But there's another side to that question, too, because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is kind of goat chasing right now, right? He's in he's sort of in early, you know, early LeBron career mode here in terms of trying to chase down some goats. Um, Andy Reid's legacy starts to get really interesting if you have three Super Bowls. He's got a what uh, another Super Bowl appearance with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best offensive minds we've ever seen. One of the best quarterback mentors that we've ever seen. If you look at his track record with his quarterbacks, I mean, we got the best football out of Michael Vick's career from Andy Reid. We got, you know, Donovan McNabb was only really good with Andy Reid, even though he was still reasonably young when he went to Washington was not the same type of player he got the best football out of Alex Smith and then obviously the crown jewel of his quarterbacking uh, quarterback mentoring career is turning helping turn Patrick Mahomes into what he is and that's not to take anything away from any of those guys they're all super talented obviously but we've seen and we talked about it yesterday being super talented doesn't get the job done like there's a lot of other things that go on circumstance coaching a lot of things go into that Andy Reid has a really good track record of getting the best out of his quarterbacks so what is you know and and one of the the questions that got asked of Andy Reid yesterday in kind of press availability was if he's thinking about retirement and his answer was a little ambiguous I mean he he talked about how his parents always told him like when you know you'll know and how he's like, today is not that day. It's like, yeah, today might not be, but Monday might be. You know, <laughs> Sunday night might be. Um, I don't know. It felt very noncommittal to not making that decision and be like, oh, yeah, I'll be back next year. I-, I think there's a chance, and this is maybe one of the biggest storylines because of how uh, that resume that we just read off of Andy Reid, the, I think there's a chance that if they win, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he might kind of pull his own John Elway and ride off into the sunset on back-to-back championships. It wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, and, you know, here's why. Yes, he can cement his legacy by doing it in back-to-back seasons, but, like, think of the the party that he's joining if he were to do that, right? You'd be joining Belichick, 
Noel, Don Chula, Jimmy Johnson, Mike Shanahan, Vince Lombardi. Are those uh, Hall of Fame head coaches, Robbie? I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a pretty good list of and a pretty exclusive list. I mean, there's right. a lot of really good football coaches that do not crack the list of guys that have won back-to-back. And look, only four have won multiple Super Bowls. Uh, well, I say more than um, you know, multiple Super Bowls, which is the number two. Yeah, so more uh, than Belichick two. has won six. Yeah, Noel has won four, and Walsh and Gibbs have have won three. And yeah. so Andy Reid could be joining that list as well and put himself in such a prestigious group that you know, kind of makes a lot of sense to say, you know what. I'm going to put on my Hawaiian t-shirts and instead of, uh, you know, joking around in press conferences <laughs> in Kansas city, I may be, uh, popping in on interviews on big time ESPN shows or heard at sports radio from Florida in my retirement home, wearing my Hawaiian chief shirt and eating one of the best burgers in town, <laughs> because that's what Andy Reid likes to do. I mean, he's, he's a fun loving grandpa, mm-hmm. right? That is just a really smart football coach. And at some point, you know, you have to decide, are you going to ride off into the sunset, like you said, a winner, uh, or are you going to test your luck and possibly uh, get caught being in a spot too long? Well, and that's kind of the interesting thing about the, the situation with the Chiefs, right, is it's only going to continue to get harder. Because of how much money Patrick Mahomes makes, because it's a salary cap sport, because of uh, you know, they've already had to let guys like Tyreek Hill go. They have already, um, you know, you're looking, you're staring down the barrel of of Travis Kelsey retiring as well, probably sooner rather than later. Not saying it's going to be this year, but Travis Kelsey isn't going to play a ton longer. And even if he tries to hold on a while, he's not going to continue to be Travis Kelsey. You're not going to be able to run the entire offense through him, basically. Um, is Isaiah Pacheco real in terms of somebody you can build an offense around? I, I don't, you know. He looks like it right now. He looks like a really nice piece. If he's the feature part of your offense, what does that look like, right? Like, is that's he, the difference? Is he a Christian McCaffrey? Because probably not. There's really only one of those, right? That's the the chances just statistically of him being one of those guys are pretty low. Even if he's a really effective running back in their current offense, you know, can can they figure out how to draft a little bit better? Because they've struggled with some of their draft picks at those wide receiver spots. They've done really well on defense, right? But as these guys continue to get older, because they're successful, they're going to get paid. And it's going to be harder to keep more and more of these guys because keeping Mahomes is – obviously he's under contract, but it's a non-negotiable, right? Like, so it's the rest of the guys that you have to figure out around. And it continues – you know, that's part of the reason we don't see a ton of back-to-back championships. That's part of the reason we don't see extended runs of success, right? Like, we thought the Seattle Seahawks, when they – made back-to-back Super Bowls and Russ Wilson's not making any money yet and so they're able to build their team but listen eventually Russ had to get paid eventually they had to start paying those guys on their defense and all of a sudden things got wonky on them in a hurry and they walk out with one championship Chiefs already have them beat there with getting two if they win on Sunday obviously they get their third but man it gets really dicey in a hurry in a salary cap sport to keep things together and try and sort of rebuild on the fly. They've done a pretty good job of it this year because this team is way different looking than the one in 2019-2020 that won the the Super Bowl against this the 49ers team. But man, there is it'd be really really easy to see Andy Reid saying, "You know what? 
I've I've done what I set out to do. Three Super Bowls in back to back. You know, that's a very exclusive group for me because college or uh, football coaches kind of land in two categories for me. You've got the guys that seem like lifers, your Belichick's that's like, I don't know what else I'm going to do with my life. To, and you've got the guys that's like, oh, they seem like they have a real life outside of this. Andy Reid seems like a real life guy. Right. Right. And maybe he is, maybe like you, you obviously have to be obsessive to, to have that type of uh, success anyway. But he seems like a guy that does enjoy things outside of football. And maybe it's not fair. Maybe it's just the personality of Bill Belichick makes it seem like he doesn't really enjoy anything. But the, uh, he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to coach himself into the ground. That just doesn't seem like the vibe I get from Andy Reid. If they go back-to-back here, I think Kansas City should be a little bit worried that he might call it a day. I think it's easier to be that type of guy too, though, when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, for sure. Because you don't have to worry about what's going to happen next season from um, a quarterback standpoint because every single year you're like, yeah, I got the best one in the league. So all I have to do is is maybe be 1% better in my play calling to make it a little bit more unique for mm-hmm. for Mahomes and, and a little different for opposing defenses. But I think uh, you brought up something way early on in this conversation to open up the hour about legacies that I wanted to expand upon. Yeah. Because you mentioned Brock Purdy's validation and Kyle Shanahan's like hope to seal the deal. Like Mm -hmm. those are kind of the two big ones. Uh, Purdy's validation is pretty self-explanatory. And then Shanahan's too, you look at his Super Bowl collapses in his career and Mm -hmm. think, oh man, if he can't get over the hump now, how how do we identify Shanahan going forward? It's going to start to be a thing. Like, if he doesn't win this one, it's going to start to be a thing of, like, oh, can't win the big one, can't get over the hump. It's like, great coach, but can't really get it done. And, and you know, he's going to turn into kind of Marv Levy with the Bills. Like, that's that's kind of the danger for Shanahan here. I think there's two more players, though, okay. that can get added to this legacy list, like whose legacy is on the line. The first one is Christian McCaffrey, mm. and, and you mentioned him when uh, you were bringing up Pacheco there because McCaffrey is trying to join his father uh, in the Super Bowl Victor Club. Mm-hmm. And if, if McCaffrey gets a Super Bowl victory, he's in discussion of best running backs of, of this generation, if not you know, all time based on what he's been able to do. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He's two-time All-Pro. And he's among the league's active leaders in all-purpose yards with 10,728. That trails Zeke and Derrick Henry. But a Super Bowl ring has eluded both of those guys. Mm. So if McCaffrey can get that, that's why I really believe he's the best running back of this generation. And he would be able to solidify that if the 49ers can get that done on Sunday. The other player, Trent Williams. If you think about Trent Williams, what does he have or what, what does he not have? The only thing he doesn't have is a Super Bowl mm-hmm. ring. He's praised as one of the best left tackles in the game, and that's well-deserved. I mean, he has Pro Bowl honors in 11 of 13 seasons, uh, first-team All-Pro selections in each of the last three seasons. The Lombardi Trophy is the only thing missing for this future Hall of Famer. A win would give him that final accolade. And then what what do we like to call those careers? We like to call them storied careers. And the ultimate ending to somebody's story is hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. Those two guys, I think, are keep an eye on guys 
this Sunday because mm. you know their legacies are 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 already built, but in terms of making them the best of their position, this trophy, this Super Bowl could be the could be what they've been just missing over the course of their career. You know, it's interesting you bring up those two guys because we don't a lot of times think of non-quarterbacks when we're talking about legacy, right? That's not something that we do a ton. But Christian McCaffrey especially kind of sticks out to me because, I mean, Trent Williams, you know, I, I think his legacy is pretty set. This is, to me, you know, the maybe the difference between one of the best tackles of all time and maybe you maybe some people claim that he gets a Super Bowl. We see how dominant he's been this year. You know, we see how bad San Francisco was without him during that uh, few-game stretch where they actually lost a couple games this year. And you go, okay, maybe he's the best tackle of all time. Like maybe he's the best that we've ever seen in terms of what he's done. Um, so that to me is it's kind of a resume builder. But McCaffrey's interesting because you could almost make the argument because of how much better this team got when Christian McCaffrey came over last season. You know, I think you can legitimately make an argument that he's the most valuable player on this team. I also think you could make the argument that he's the most valuable player in the league. I know Lamar, yeah, Jackson, I know Lamar Jackson's probably going to win it. But if you look at what this team is with and without a Christian McCaffrey, you can make a pretty easy argument that Christian McCaffrey is the most valuable player to this team. And you, you would kind of – I mean, listen – you're always going to look at, hey, if we don't have a quarterback, we don't have a shot, right? If we don't have a quarterback, we're not winning a, a championship. But a guy like Christian McCaffrey can maybe change the type of quarterback you need, right? Because you've got a Lamar Jackson in Baltimore who does everything, and I mean everything for that team offensively. And we saw in the AFC Championship when part of that game isn't quite on point, they have a real hard time moving the ball, putting up points, doing the things you need to do to win ball games. So yeah, there is a there is something to having a guy like Lamar Jackson, but if you've got a guy like Christian McCaffrey that makes you not need to need the the overall you know, ball dominance. I kind of using a basketball term there, right? But he, he's, he's Lamar Jackson's almost like a ball dominant point guard where he's got the ball all the time. He decides everything that happens. Where Brock Purdy's more kind of your traditional distributor point guard. It's harder to find the ball dominant guys in football, the guys that can do everything for you. But sometimes it might be harder to win with those guys too because if they have an off day, your whole team is kind of in trouble. That's the beauty of Patrick Mahomes is he's both. He is literally, he's literally both guys. That's why he's in the goat-chasing conversation and neither of these other two guys are. But Christian McCaffrey changes the type of quarterback you can win with, and that's his value to this franchise because I think Kyle Shanahan, when they drafted Trey Lance, was looking for a do-it-all ball-dominant guy, right? I think he was looking for his Lamar Jackson. And instead, they get Christian McCaffrey, and he ends up with his version of the distributor point guard the guy that gets the ball to everybody that needs it, the guy that gets the, the ball to, to guys in space. Like, it is a – it changes the type of guy you can win with. Christian McCaffrey is a really interesting point on the legacy conversation, I think, for that reason. And then on the other side, you look at the Chiefs, right, and not just on offense but defensively, nobody expected this result with the roster turnover that we saw this yeah. year from Kansas City. Nobody. 
everybody was riding off the Chiefs defense and in throughout the season too when the offense wasn't performing and they ended the year 11 and 5 uh well you could look at it and be like yeah you know there were a couple of drop balls but you know also you see 11 and 5 and you're like yeah well the Chiefs defense isn't as good as they've been in years past so that you're going to see some of those things like no they they've morphed into a juggernaut after after seeing yeah. what was on paper at the beginning of the year to where they are at now Guess how many points they are holding teams to per postseason contest? Ooh, so what it was ten against the Ravens. I don't remember what the score of their first game is. Uh I'm gonna say like fourteen. Yeah, thirteen point seven. Nice. Guess how many points they held teams to during the regular season? Uh so it's a little bit more than that. Uh I'll say eighteen. 17.3. You are basically in the ballpark. Yeah. That level of dominance, we don't talk about how much that uh, that erases pressure mm-hmm. on Mahomes in the offense. We don't, That's not talked about enough. Yeah. So th- the point I'm making here is the evolution of the Chiefs defense may be the most important piece to their Super Bowl run this season. Oh, it absolutely is. They are not in this. They're not in this neighborhood because the offense has taken a step back. I mentioned it earlier. They've struggled with some of their offensive drafting a little bit. Although Pacheco and it seems like Rasheed Rice are both going to end up being hits, but the defense they have crushed it. Their drafts on defense have been on point. They've gotten a ton of really impactful players, and it's been the reason they've been able to survive the loss of a guy like Tyreek Hill, that they've been able to survive the wide receiver drops that we were talking about earlier this year, that they were able to survive, you know, Kelsey not having a typical Kelsey season throughout the entire time. He's playing great now, and he's had some other stretches where he was playing great, but this isn't a 17-game juggernaut that he's been able to put together like he has in years past. That defense is the story outside of – Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs and I I think they've started to get the credit they deserve but I'm not sure that people appreciate just how dominant this defense has been and they had as much to do with Lamar Jackson struggling uh, in the AFC Championship game as Lamar himself did or the 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 play calling of Todd Munkin Um, but the Chiefs defense you're right is a enormous factor in what we've seen here uh, in terms of the Chiefs' ability to get back to this game. Last thing I want to get to here, speaking of defenses, everybody knew about the 49ers' defense coming into this year from last year. Obviously, they had D'Amico Ryans uh, last year. He leaves to go be the Texans' head coach. They bring in uh, Wilkes, who was the interim in, in Carolina, and they were good for a lot of the year. They've got all the pieces you could possibly want. They've got the rushers, they've got the linebackers, they've got the back end. They haven't played very well in the playoffs. That is a major storyline here is can the 49ers fix their defense because it's not a talent issue. You look at the roster, you look at the guys they have on the on the defensive side there and you would be hard pressed to find better personnel. So that leaves one of two things and the 49ers seem to think it's an effort issue. They watch the tape They're like, hey, that's unexcusable. we got to have 11 guys going hard at the same time. There's also a possibility that it's a schematic issue, that it's a a technical issue, right? And I think they're hoping it's not that because that's a little bit harder to fix. 
if you've got 11 guys playing for the Super Bowl, it's pretty easy to get juiced up and ready to go and playing hard the whole time. It's, it's a little bit harder to have a schematic fix in two weeks when you have to go play Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. So I think they're hoping that it is a, a, a hustle, a effort issue. That remains to be seen. It'll be really interesting to see what the 49ers defense looks like because, I mean, it, it was two different teams first half, second half against Detroit, right? Terrible defense first half, incredible defense second half. They're not going to be able to have a terrible half against Mahomes. Well, nothing much more to add to that because because you hit the nail on the head other than, you know, think about the last five seasons of football for the 49ers. The 49ers have been the standard. Mm -hmm. That defense has been the standard for the league, what people have been trying to reach, and that's what has led them to reaching the playoffs four times and winning two NFC championships in that window. But you're right. The biggest thing here is can that stingy stingy defense contain Mahomes Mm -hmm. and what he's been able to do. And if they can shut down that talented offense and keep the foot on the gas, the offense for the 49ers doesn't have to be excellent. No. They can just be really good, and that defense can carry them to victory. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Like I said, we'll do our prop picks on Friday. Uh, We'll continue to preview the Super Bowl throughout the rest of the week. But right now, we've got our guy Kevin Suits from 1011 News in Lincoln. He will join the show next on Herd Sports Radio.